Welcome to True Change for the Broken with your host Shane and Derek and we have the conversations that others are afraid to have. All right, welcome to the inaugural show. Uh, what can we say about this? We've been working on trying to get this thing going for about a year now. Um, me being a firefighter, my schedule is a little complicated, so it's hard for us to get together with a good schedule. Um, we were going to be sending off our first one back in March, and uh, the coronavirus hit us. Yep, the apocalypse. <laughs> and uh, obviously we were you know, shelter in place and weren't allowed to do that. So this is our first time getting together after all that. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, what the podcast is going to entail there, Shane? Okay. You know, this is the podcast for our, our ministry is called true change ministries. And, um, you can find us on Facebook at true change ministries at our website at truechangeministries.org, And you can email us at true change ministries at gmail.com. But it's a. Um, this is going to be a biblical dis- discussions on everyday topics and um, taboo topics. It's pretty much we're going to kind of cover the everyday questions people have and the everyday things that people may want want to hear in church, but um, they don't usually touch on it. And we'll have you know Q and A's. If you have any questions, please send them in the voice message and we'll be happy to answer them we have special guests set up for other shows and if you have a charity that you'd like to get any information out on just send us the info and we'll you know definitely plug that and our mission statement is to do the father's will and to reach those that society has left behind those that he tells us in matthew that if you offered me food, you offered me water, you offered me shelter or clothing, if you did this to anybody, you've done that to me. So now we'd like to give you a little bit background on on us as people and as our and on our path in our walk of Christ. All right. Well, all right. So before we get into that, I just want to hit back on the special guests because I'm sure some of our listeners may be wondering. When he says special guests, I mean, what are we? What kind of people are we talking about? What kind of guests are we going to be having on this show? Well, it's really going to be just depending on our topic. I know at some point we, you, they will have, we'll have an episode on abortion, and we will have um, actual people from the medical fields that do that do these and try to give women at the pregnancy center a different path and dealing with their pregnancy instead of searching for an abortion. Okay. All right. Cool. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, just give a little bit of background about myself. Um, I'll just, I'll just give you my testimony. I'll just, I'll just tell you how I became who I am today. I've always been a believer. I've went to church since I was a teenager. Uh, I went to summer camps with the church. I enjoy singing, love worship, uh, hanging with my friends and Bible study, you know, studying the Bible. Um, as I became a, an adult, like most people, um, I traveled down a dark path and my relationship with God kind of just dwindled away. Uh, I was still a believer, but 
was no longer living the life that God wanted me to. Um, I would probably venture to say that I wasn't a true Christ follower back then. Uh, I joined the military when I was 18 years old. Uh, I was called upon to go to war when a helicopter was shot down over Iraq. I remember being very sad that some of the people that I was fighting with were just, you know, they weren't making it back home to their families. You know, some people were perishing. Uh, some people came back, but they didn't look the same as they were mentally and physically. Um, but at the same time, uh, I remember being excited, jumping for joy when we would launch aircraft with ordnance loaded onto it off the aircraft carrier, and they'd come back with nothing. And uh, I remember even writing a note on one of the, the missiles and bombs, uh, and it said, I'm, I'm just going to leave the, the names uh, for your imagination. Um, but this was back in uh, Iraqi freedom. To you from my family. But with more colorful language, obviously. Um, I drank a lot. I partied. I got into fights. I was addicted to porn. I spoke words I had no business speaking. In fact, I did this so much it became a daily event for me for the next seven years. The curse words became my first language. So much that I didn't even realize that I was saying them anymore. I settled down with my wife, who already had two children, and a few few years later, <clears throat> excuse me, we had one together. I'd pray for things, even work toward my prayers, but nothing would happen. So I thought. Matthew nineteen twenty five twenty six says, When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And I had forgotten all about my love for God that had dwindled. My brother would talk to me often and how he wanted to become a pastor. He would send me articles that, had been, that he had been writing and felt like it might help me. He would read books and then pass them on to me, and I would read them. He wouldn't push his beliefs on me, but he would say things to get me going on the hamster wheel. The words in those books would also help. The problem was I still wasn't getting the message being sent. Then God sent another individual into my life. So, as I was working with this guy, uh, he came from an, an, another fire department that was neighboring to the one that I currently worked at. He seemed like a good person and knew the job well. I began to work with him at the station more and more. We gave him a nickname at the fire station and we called him Baby J. Baby J stood for Baby Jesus. He started sending me videos about prophecy. It was the prophecy videos that got me thinking about my dark path that I had traveled down, and now I had wandered away from God. So fast forward, September 16, 2017, and as I laid my head down to sleep, I reached out to God. I apologized for straying away from him and living a life that I realized was not for me or for him. I asked for forgiveness for all my sins and that he'd help me get back on the right path. I've lived in ruins, much like many others. I've prayed to rebuild my ruins, and with my actions towards my prayers, my belief, my planning, and expectations of the opposition that I will encounter, I have had some prayers answered. Life is looking a lot better for me, and I have three individuals to thank for that. 
my brother, my co-worker, and most importantly, my father, Lord and Savior. I know it was him working through, through those people that were close to me to return me to the right path. My story brings me to the lyrics of the song, Hard Love by Need to Breathe. In just a few of the lyrics, it says, There's a reason that the road is long. It takes some time to make your courage strong. Sometimes you will run across paths that aren't, just smooth, that aren't smooth and concrete and asphalt. Sometimes you'll run into dirt roads with potholes and rocky paths. But you must stay strong and courageous to continue on that path of being a Christ follower. Thanks, Derek. Um, as far as my background, it, it it's to some extent the same. I I was in church probably the first Sunday after I come wobbling out into this world, and we were there every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Saturday afternoon, whatever was going on in the church, we was there, and I was saved at an early age. And was taught the Bible. I mean, taught the Bible front to back. But there was just something that that was always that I always missed inside. And I can remember back sitting in high school, and I'd be staring out the window. Don't remember where the original thought come from, but I just knew that I I would be dead before I was thirty. And I kind of let that thought fester in my mind day in and day out for over the next decade. So as I come closer and closer to being 30, I knew my time was coming. Before long, it was going to be up, and quite honestly, I had done put myself in such a huge state of depression and self-deprivation that I, I, I welcomed it. And then, my shortly after my 29th birthday, I found out that we were going to be expecting, me and my wife was going to be expecting our first child. And he was born before I turned 30. So at that point, I lived my entire life not figuring that I was going to live past 30, not worrying about anything. And... The thought never crossed to me that just as our Heavenly Father sent Christ to save all humanity, my Heavenly Father had sent me, my only Son, to save me and to head me back towards the right path. But as years went by, I still tried everything I'd do to run away from what He was calling me to do. I knew long before I was in high school that I always had the feeling that God was calling me to be a pastor, to go out and lead and find people. But I just kept pushing it further and further behind me and went into a spiral of constantly partying and drinking all weekend and it just never it never stopped. You know, fast forward now to thirty seven and I can remember laying in the bed. We was on in Florida on vacation, and I was just at rock bottom. And I had thought about committing suicide many, many times. And I just yelled out to God, 
I said, look, I said, I don't know what my purpose here on earth is. I said, you've got to show me something to know what I'm supposed to do. And I turned the Bible, opened the Bible and happened to turn right to the story of Moses in the wilderness. So I said, okay, Lord. I said, you got to take me to the wilderness first. You've got to slowly cut away everything worldly in, in, in my mind and body before I can do what you need me to do. But the whole point of Moses being in the wilderness for 40 years stuck with me. So I don't know that it actually come from God, but I just figured, okay, at 40, I'm, I'm going to get my marching orders. I'm going to get told what I'm supposed to do. Well, 40 come and went. And I still didn't know nothing. And that just sent me right back spiraling back down into my own self-loathing and depressed. Not feeling like I had a purpose here in this world like I'm sure many of you do as well. And then one day I was sitting at work. It was a Friday afternoon. Actually, Friday morning, excuse me. And I was just self-loathing, not wanting to be there, and I wanted to do what I was doing. And I see a, a large man come up to the security camera and he starts pounding on the keypad. I'm like, Lord, I said, I really don't want to deal with this today. I am not in the mood to talk with anybody. And the secretary called me and said, hey, this guy here says he has an has appointment with the pastor, but he wouldn't give me a name. So I begrudgingly walked up to the door, opened the door, and he's, I said, um, I said, yeah, who are you here to speak with? He said, I just need to talk to a pastor. As I'm walking up there, I'm on the phone with one of the pastors, and he's telling me to go ahead and just tell the guy to go to our other campus, and you know, there's be somebody that he can speak with. And the tired time, the guy's just shaking his head, shaking his head. And I get off the phone, I said, Well, you're more than welcome to head up to our other campus, you know, there'll be somebody there that can speak with you. And, he's, and he said, You know, it's pretty bad when you have to schedule an appointment to speak with the pastor. And that that kind of hit me a little bit because I remember growing up in a small church and and the pastor I mean people called him day and night. He says he says I just need somebody to pray with me. And I am a huge introvert. So the fact the even the mere thought of having to pray with this guy just sent shivers down my spine. And somehow I prayed with him and he starts telling me his life story about how he used to be a pastor he lost his way and his family left him because of it and that he had finally found his way back to the father and he was trying to get back on his feet and he said I just really need some gas money I said oh okay here it goes you just need some money so I figured I'll give him some money he'll go on his way and I can get back to my self-loathing so I reached in my pocket to to grab the money I had in my pocket to hand to him and he and before I pull it out he says, I don't want to take your last ten dollars. And that kind of caught me off guard for a minute, but then I went ahead and pulled it out. I said, Yeah, no, I said, Don't don't think twice about it and handed him handed him what I had. And it was two fives and that was literally all the money I had. I had no money in the bank. And so that kind of took me back, but I just kind of waxed over it again. He starts talking about stuff again, and I start telling him about my life and about how how depressed I am and about 
just just everything and he says you're not listening and I didn't really sure what he's talking about you know I didn't know if he's talking about I wasn't listening to him or what so I keep talking keep talking and he says you don't understand you're not listening and I'm like dude what's your problem man I'm to hear what you're saying and uh, so I keep going and saying well yeah but you know I just don't he says you don't you don't you don't get it you're not listening don't you understand that when your grandfathers died, they passed the mantle to you. Now, at this point, I could kind of feel my legs starting to go out from under me because I hadn't mentioned my grandfathers or any anything really about my family whatsoever to this to this man. And I kind of froze at this point, and he started talking. He said, and he said, he said, look, he said, you're not going to reach people here. He said, if you want to do what you're supposed to do, he said, you got to go out from you gotta go out of this building. He said, you gotta to go to the parks, you gotta to go to the stadiums, you gotta you gotta take Christ out to the people. And we started talking more and we got on a discussion of spiritual warfare. And he says, yes, he says, don't, he says, that's, he says, that's right. He says, that's why Christ was with your sister when she was battling her demons. Still to this day, it's hard for me not to get completely emotional at this point to even understand what was going on. And he finished he finished up talking he said i'm really i'm really happy the father sent me a carpenter today and not a pastor and he started to walk off and in my disillusionment i finally caught myself because i'm horrible at names anyway i said hey if you told me your name i'm sorry but i said what was your name again he said my name's abel So at this point, I kind of fall to the ground and just start truly uncontrollably sobbing like a little five-year-old. But even at that point, even after what had just happened, Satan still stepped in to try to change what the miraculous thing that I was trying that I was viewing, and he started putting doubt in my head. And he said, "So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch watch this guy and see what car he gets into, see if he's really." Got a Texas plate, says he's from Texas. So as I watch him, same time he's walking to the to the parking lot, the kindergarten class is letting out, and one of the teachers walks. They walk him pretty much right in between two cars. And I see a car crank up, lights, rear lights come on, and it backs up, and the teacher's in the car, but he's nowhere to be seen. Nowhere else in the parking lot never gotten another car at this point I I was you know didn't know what to say the secretary come out her and the other teacher saw me just bawling and they asked me if everything's okay and and all I could all I could utter out was I believe I just had a conversation with an angel and like I said before as Satan does so many times, he tries to sow doubt in my mind after that. But as good as the father is, 
he decided to show me three more times of what had happened. So that Saturday, I went to my mom's house, and she, they had just sold one of my grandparents' houses, and she says, well, I feel, you know, we feel that you should have part of the money. And um, I said, okay, didn't think nothing about it, thanked her, and but wouldn't, wouldn't open the card in front of her. And I got home and opened the card, and inside was a check for $1,000. Now, some of you may not know every scripture in the Bible, but in the scripture it says that for those who give all they have, I will return to you tenfold. A hundredfold, excuse me. Hundredfold. See, sometimes I can't remember everything. And I had given that man my last $10, and in return, Christ returned my money to me 100-fold. And then the next day I happened to work on Sunday and I was talking to one of the ch the children's minister and telling her about what had happened. And when I got into the part where I told her his name, she turned about as white as a ghost and started telling me about a missionary that had went to Africa. He was a pastor in Texas. And he'd went to be a missionary in Africa. And shortly after they got there, both him and his son got some type of stomach virus and they both died. And that really hit me because it re I recalled at one point when I was explaining my state of depression to, to Abel that I said, you know, I really don't understand what I have to be depressed about that I have a house, you know, wonderful family, everything I need. I, and I kind of patted on my stomach and said, you know, and I'm obviously well fed. And <laughs> I remember him touching his and saying, yeah, I don't have to worry about that anymore. And didn't really register to me whatsoever when it happened. But am I trying to say that that guy was the able that spoke to me was this missionary reincarnated somehow no i'm not at all i am simply using the father used that story of that missionary through his messenger for me to know what he said the third time was on monday when i spoke with my sister and was telling her what had all happened and she started to tell me about some of the stuff that happened the night when she was fighting off her um, spiritual warfare and she began to tell me things that I'd never heard before that this guy told me and she described everything this man said to me to a T and at that point I knew what God wanted me to do and that's where I went and started True Change Ministries because Without true change in your life, you cannot truly call yourself a Christ follower. Amen. And just like both of us, both of us at different, in different levels and different ways, we were both just absolutely broken. And that's what leads me to our verse in Psalms fifty-one seventeen, 
It says, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, and you, God, will not despise. All right, so yeah, I want to I want to hit on that that um, that scripture there a little bit. I know as uh, as a broken person, you know, listen to this, you know, maybe maybe you don't have Christ in your heart, or maybe you do, and you know, it still can be a little confusing. Um, I just want to kind of give you know what my thought is on on this scripture here, uh, and and. Um, what I believe it says is, uh, you know, no matter what we do, it's never going to be enough for God. You know, we will always fall short of the glory of God. No amount of good works or deeds can make us right in God's eyes. Um, you know, we can do all the, all the righteous things that we can think of, um, you know, help, help the, the needy, feed the poor, you know, all that. None of that is going to be good enough for God. We must truly repent. True repenting is what's gonna is what's gonna make God see that you're good enough for His kingdom. Um, and and what I mean by true repent is, you know, you have to have a change from the inside. Your heart has to change. Your attitude has to change. You have to live your life. You know, as, as righteous as we possibly can, you know, with the with the skin that we have that we carry every day, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, we have to become born again, and uh, and and what that means is we have to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Um, you know, and and we do that by throwing out the old and becoming the new. Basically, you know, everything that you've done <clears throat> prior to reaching out to Jesus will be all forgiven. Um, you know, and, and just to hit a little bit on the gospel, you know, I mean, that's that's why he died on that cross for us that day was for, for our sins. Um, you know, I, I go back to the Old Testament, you know, and they used animal sacrifices uh, for forgiveness uh, for for their sins, um, and no no amount of animals is good enough for God. You know we can we can sacrifice all the animals in the world, and it's still not going to be good enough to make it into heaven. Um, you know, like I said earlier, you know we have we just have to give up our lives to Jesus. You know, just I mean everything, and I don't mean you know just the hard stuff. Like you have to give everything to him um you know i mean after all he does he does run it so uh but you know i mean that leads me to uh john 14 6 <clears throat> john 14 6 says you know i am the way the truth and the life no one gets to the father but by me i i, I kind of want to hit up on a um on a video that i watched uh i can't honestly remember who it was that was given the uh seminar but he kind of gave an analogy of you know if i were to tell you that the way to get to my house is to go down this highway get off at this exit make a left and a right and then my driveway is going to be up on the left and you say 
Well, you know, I mean, I, I think I'm gonna, not going to go that way that you want me to. I think I'm going to go, you know, this other way. You're never going to make it to my house. Because you, you don't know how to make it to my house. I, told, I just gave you the directions on how to get there. And, and that's exactly what God's doing in, in, in the Bible. Um, he gives us directions on how to get to his kingdom. Um, and I mean, yeah, and, and, and what I want to make sure that I put out there too is, you know, I don't want you to just listen to what, you know, I just talked about with the scripture and this goes for anything that we discuss really. I mean, don't just take what we say and run with it and go out there and, you know, tell other people or whatever the case may be, you know, go back and do your own research, go back and read the Bible, go back and, 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 and find out, you know, that. You know what we're saying is true because not everybody has it all we don't know it all you know we're not perfect god's the only one that's perfect um so you know i just want to put that out there you know that you know you also need to go back and do your research when you hear people anybody not just us you know anybody that talks to you you know go back and do your own research yes and, definitely research 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 because like you said he said if anybody out there claims they're the end all know all then there's probably a good chance you don't even listen to them because nobody does. And that's why I really like the scriptures in the Old Testament to really go back to the original Hebrew and break them down. Because once you break down the scripture to the original Hebrew words and find out the real, not necessarily real, but there's a lot of Hebrew words had multiple meanings. And when you break break it down it has it's, it's like peeling you know layers of an onion back the more deeper you go the more meaningful that scripture becomes and talking back to psalms fifty one seventeen, just simply the word broken in hebrew means literally means to burst and when it's referring to a contrite heart contrite the word used in hebrew literally means to collapse crush both physically and mentally so that verse in psalms fifty-one seventeen could also be read you know in this way it says my offering to you god is a spirit that is bursting and a heart that has com been completely crushed and collapsed and i know right now with everything going on in the world today it seems like something new some new problems, some new fear, some new anxiety is added every day. And a lot of you at this point in your life, you may feel so crushed in your spirit. feels like it's at a point that's about to bust and you just can't take it anymore. I know there's people out there that feel that way. I felt that way before. But here's the question to you. What are you going to turn to to fix that? Absolutely, absolutely. Alcohol won't fix it. Drugs won't fix it. Sex, prostitution. There is nothing in this world that will fix that brokenness and step our Heavenly Father. That's right. Amen on that. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, that kind of brings us into, you know, a time of salvation. You know, we want to offer a time of salvation if, if you know, any of the stuff that we've discussed today is, has, um, you know, uh, 
just touched you in any touched way. Touched you, yeah. I mean, you know, just if it's touched you in your heart, you know, made you feel, you may have felt a little bit of conviction or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, or you may be, like Shane said, you may just be broken down. Your spirit's just broken down so much that, you know, you feel like there's no way out. Um, You've been, you could have been searching forever for something to fill that, fill that gaping hole. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we just want to offer a time of salvation, you know. And just uh, cl- close your eyes, bow your heads, you know, and, um, you know, pray this prayer with me. You know, God, Father God, we we ask you into our life. Uh, you know, we 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 can't do we can't do this without you. You know, I mean, you you are you move mountains. Um, you know, we're 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 broken people, and we need to be put back together. And you, Lord, you're the only one that can do it. Um, you know, we we ask you to to forgive us for any sin that we've ever committed. Uh, you know, whether it be small or large. We ask that you wash our robes white. Um, you know, we, we, we love you. You know, we, we thank you for everything you've done. We, we thank you for giving your only son to die on the cross. We thank you for going through all that anguish that you went through. Um, you know, you, you paid the ultimate sacrifice and you lived a perfect life here on earth. You did absolutely nothing wrong. Yet you have experienced the worst kind of brutal death that anybody could possibly imagine. And Lord, we ask you to to take over our life and bless us and you know help us to understand your word and help us to understand the instructions that you've given to us for our life so that one day we may live and rule in the kingdom with you, Lord. That, that's all we want to do is we just, we just want to walk with you. And we love you and we thank you. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Now, you know, if you've made that decision today, understand that while you're broken and you been searching for some time you may feel great relief but understand that crying out to god that 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 was the easy part he's always been there he's always been waiting now now begins your journey and contrary to popular belief the life of a christian is not an easy easy road if you've ever thought that it's totally false the road where he will slowly remove more of the world from your life as you're slowly as my counterpart doesn't like the word but conformed <laughs> to, to what Christ is like yeah I mean uh, you know you hit on it earlier too you know the the, the little bit of of um spiritual warfare that you encountered the the you know your sister encountered i encountered myself as well you know i mean it's it's very powerful and it comes off as i don't want to say an anxiety attack because an anxiety attack has nothing on it the closest thing i could say is probably a panic attack um you know your whole body just gets flush and 
it can take a grown man and break him down to his knees crying in front of a crowd of people and you don't even think about you know how embarrassing it may feel because it it it's power of the Holy Spirit absolutely but but it is it's not easy but understand that you know Jesus is with you every step of the way and you know a lot a lot of people say you know a, a saying that kind of I won't say it upsets me but I just I don't necessarily believe it to be truth um, you know you may hear that you know God's not going to give you anything that you can't handle um, I absolutely do not believe that's true at all He's going to give you things that you can't handle. But with him, with him beside you, with him helping you through your life, he's going to help you. You're going to get through it. Yep. Well, thank you all for joining us. I promise next time we'll get more into a a (laughs) topic-based discussion. But we felt, we truly felt led to not only give you a background on us and what Christ has done to us and for us, but more of a background to let you know that we're broken. Absolutely. You know, we've been fixed, we've been repaired, but there's still parts of our life that are broken, and he works on that every day. Just like you, we're broken. Yeah. And I hope you join us next time because our topic will be one that you hear a lot of times people saying, especially from people that don't necessarily believe. I'm sure you've heard yourself, the the old saying... How can there be a God when all this bad stuff is going on around us? So our topic will be, it's called, Is God Love? Again, if you have any questions, need guidance, whatever whatever it may be you feel pressing on your heart, you know, hit us up at truechangeministries at gmail.com and we'll be happy to talk with you. And 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 before we let you go, you know, we want to thank you for listening to us. Um, you know, we, we love you. And uh, until next time, God bless.